Hi, Legacies. Is my phone moving? My phone better not be moving. Y'all, I've been working on a good old... I just moved it. Hold on. I've been working on a good setup. This better work. And I mean, work. Do you hear me? Okay. Let me concentrate. Because this is just not... It's Dr. AJ Austin, founder of the International Center for Life Coach Training, LLC. Okay, some behind the scenes. I would show y'all, but y'all, I'm so tired right now. You just gonna have to listen in and follow my energy. Be sending some energy through the screen. Your prayers, your anointing. I need all that. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go live with a podcast interview with my very first paid coaching client. It's so exciting. I'm trying to preserve my energy. That's what I'm trying to do. I had this whole setup in mind for y'all so y'all can see the screen too. But yeah, y'all will see it when you see it. More, more than anything, just listen. You're going to be blessed. Okay, you ready? Just say hey when you come in, okay? Here we go. She tell me, you know, okay. hey, coach, how are you? Oh, let me turn my video on. Girl, I don't be on camera. You got to pay me to get on camera. I charge for this. <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. Well, then I got to get my, let me get my cash app up. Hey, come on, cash app. Hey. <laughs> yes, let's do it. I do record. I do. I'm sorry. I do. I do record. I do. I do. Right. Because I have so many special friends who say, uh, you know, oh, so where can I watch it? I say, it's a podcast. Where can I watch it? It's a podcast. Well. And they're like, well, where can I watch I'm like, okay. So for my special friends, yes, I do record. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> that's why I have the, that's why I do the, the, uh, the uh, YouTube channel. Because I was like, my special friends have to see it. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Why I Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. remember our origin story so we'll definitely have to talk about that oh my goodness oh my goodness now okay so you ain't recording though you ain't recording recording no. oh Not right now. No. okay so no. save it for the show girl this is good content girl don't be like giving the goodies away you know okay well no <laughs> we have an hour so you know make sure we get to cover everything look here but yes we Okay. We can talk about that. Okay, hold on a minute. What I typically do is, like I said, I take a picture first for for the little banners that I do. I'm sure you've seen them. Yes. So, How do I? Uh, okay. Hold on just a minute. We'll do a little quick. All right. Yeah, because these teeth are paid for, so you know I'll be smiling the whole time. <laughs> Shallow starving. There's a whole. That's a whole another story. We got an hour. Time. You get sixty minutes. That's I ain't messing with you, Kim. <laughs> Oh, I got glare. It's, it's, oh, I can't even. We, we got a little shadow on you. Mm -hmm. There's a I, shadow from the, the lighting there. I don't know what to do other than turn my light off. Right. That's the. Okay. That might work. So beautiful. Okay. Oh, girl. <laughs> Are you ready? Here we go. One, two, three. All right. Let's see. 
Uh oh, Lord, I'm turning the volume down. It's still a little dark, but it's okay. It, it, I mean, better than the see. first one. You can see you. Yes, it's better than the first one. Yes. All right, all right. Now remember, what I'll do is uh, I'll do my little spiel. You know, and, you know, uh, welcome to the show and all that good stuff. And then what I'll do is I'll say, as is customary, you know, with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest introduce herself at this time because I always have my guests introduce themselves because I feel like that's a way of empowering them. And they get, that way I don't jack up their name. And <laughs> honey, I have some guests. My, my guest's name was Ekanoa. I kept calling Ekanoa, and I was like, you know what? I can't. Mm. So, yeah, <laughs> I do that so I don't mess up nobody's name. And then that way, like I said, they get a chance to introduce themselves how they want to be received by the world. So, Sounds good. That's what we're going to ask my story. And I'm sticking Let's do it. All right. In the 701, I am a respecter of time. Because time is money. So, I'll go ahead and start recording as soon as you're... So when she get your sip, I had to run to the bathroom because I didn't have my okay. gallon of water. You know, like I'm I said, 50, 52 pounds now. All right, girl. Congratulations. Oh, yes, I've been, I've been doing it. I'm in the size 16. I'm 186 pounds. I ain't been go, 100 nothing since 19. Child. Well, you look good. You look good. So I'm excited about this. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. And welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I am a minister, spiritual life coach. I am an author and also founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. And welcome again to season two of the How Now podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. And please make sure that you go to www.hownowpodcast.com, pick your favorite podcast platform, and sign up so that that way you don't miss another beat. And also, if you are one who likes to visually watch the show, you can link to my YouTube channel, the How Now YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe and you can check out some of my former shows. You can check out shows that are coming up and also follow me on my wellness journey. Again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. Make sure you check it out. Okay, so let's dive in. We've been talking this year so far about our wellness journey and we talk about the fact that it is your mind body and spirit that have to be in alignment it's not just one or the other they are interchangeable there are things that that uh we have to do to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves on all levels and that's to help us to cope and that's the acronym for create our peaceful existence. So that's where we're trying to be. That's where we're trying to be in this now. And to help me talk about that and to talk about the power of coaching is my beautiful, beautiful guest. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have her introduce herself <laughs> at this time. Hey, y'all. I'm Dr. AJ Austin. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me here today. I am excited to just share how we know each other, where we started, how we got here. I am a master life coach certification trainer for black women of faith. I train them on how to become a professionally trained, skilled, qualified, certified black woman, Christian life coach. Okay. So we can dive into some goodies. I got it for you. Let's talk. You know, we can talk for a minute. So. <laughs> Okay. We're going to try to make sure that we, we uh, honor the time of, of, of 
ourselves and our guests, but I am so excited. So like you said, we we go back a long ways. We go back a mighty long ways. And so let, let's talk about that. I mean, I, you know, I sit here, I'm like, okay, how did AJ and I meet? Same, because I get you mixed up with another client that you may have met because we were all in Douglasville, Georgia, a little country town at the time. Yes. Of course, the network is small when you in the woods. Yes. I remember right. coming to uh, a workshop that you hosted and I, I reached out afterwards because I'm very bold. Yes, you and I told yes, you, you how you can make that workshop better. And yes. you became a coaching client. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, and I did. we worked together. You were one of my very early, low, yes, affordable, paid yes. coaching clients. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and here we are yes. today. Is that how you remember it? That's that's what my mind went. Yes, yes. <laughs> videos of you I know I know we recorded conversations I would have to dig through the yes. archives it was just so funny that they recently popped up and I was like look at God aligning this thing look at Kim look at Kim the, the original Kim pre-wellness pre journey Kim okay <laughs> And I definitely re, uh, remembered your story, and that's what moved me to connect with you because I don't connect with just any old body. So I know we worked yeah. together getting your story um, to where you could reach more people when you did come out as a coach, as a speaker, as an author. And you did that. And one thing that always stuck out about you, Kim, was that you also had your training um, approved through the state. I don't ever remember yeah. what to call it, but that super impressed me that you were just, just as bold as I has, have always been. And you just took your training to the next level. And I'm like, this lady is serious about the work she's called here to do. So I'm excited to hear about where you currently are and, and talk about where we're headed. Yes. Yes. And I said, you know, the one thing that I remember, you know, in, in our many conversations as, um, you know, you were coaching me, very early on is that you know what my story was and that I wasn't you know I, I did not want to be defined by my uh, you know by the loss of my daughter right you know and I remember that was something that was was key for me to to really uh, you know understand you know I didn't want people to just know me as the the lady who lost her daughter right 
and and that was something um you know that a lot of people were really you know they were like oh yeah oh she's the one who lost her her 16 year old daughter to a brain aneurysm that's who that was and i didn't want that to be my story right you know there were so many other things that you know yes that was a pivotal point in my life but you know, it, it also set the wheels in motion for so many other things that I've done as a result of, you know, her passing. Right. And so, you know, I, I really, you know, I remember that. I remember those conversations and I remember that resonating and the importance of knowing your why. And, and those are still things that I even, you know, extend to my clients in my practice. And so... It's so important, those foundations that you lay. So I, I definitely want to say that I appreciate all that you've done from the very beginning to help me to get to the place where I am today. And, and I mean, you have just taken off since then, and I've just watched you shine. So I'm like, yes, go, girl. So, you know, I've been sitting in the corner watching. I'm like, I see her. I see her. Look at her. So, yes, right. you've come a long, long way. So let's talk a little bit about that. Where you started. Yeah. So meeting you, hearing your story, me reaching out was because I did hear where you left off. And so I felt like our journey together was to pick up those pieces. So number one, thank you for trusting me to be a part of that journey because I said there's something here. She has such a powerful story, but she's leaving people in that low valley moment. Um, yeah. And I said, okay, you have to learn how to take the people higher, leave them higher. And I still teach these principles today as a storyteller, as now a new documentarian. I recently released yes. a documentary in partnership with Fulton County Films here in Atlanta, Georgia, called Lady yeah. of Legacy. And it is about my divorce, my death of my mom happening on the same day that that divorce from a five-year marriage became final literally walking out of the courthouse, getting the news as I was on the elevator, leaving out, um, and my life just shifting. And then shortly after my corporate job downsizing, I dropped out of college and I dealt with homelessness off and on for a long time. It's now a part just kind of in the back of my mind, you know, when it gets cold uh, here in Georgia, I get nervous just because it's traumatizing. It's a lot of devastation. And so I partnered with Fulton Film. They also hired a film coach who walked me through 12 different coaching sessions. So I too have coaches. Um, yeah. And I also was coaching my coach on how to coach me. So I am very grateful to have experience as a coach who has coaching clients and also being able to invest financially, mentally, because yeah. it took a lot of yeah. bandwidth to get to the next level of sharing my story to where it resonates with more Kims. And we do have yeah. more Kims. We have <laughs> these ministers. We have doctors. We have lawyers. We have judges. We have elders and deacons and bishops and reverends and first ladies and social workers and clinicians. And they come with all these titles, degrees, certifications, skills in the gospel but they're not getting paid for a lot of them. And so just like where I met you, okay, let's take this higher because you can offer people more if they know you can, you know, get them there, not leave them down in the dumps with your story, teaching them how to become professionally trained to where when they are coaching, which we'll get into soon, they're learning how to take these coaching conversations and converting them into clients, cash checks and credit cards. 
And so that's my method to the madness that we call ministry and marketing and money. Girl, that's like a sin. That's a cuss word in the church. What you charging people for ministry? Absolutely. So we are called and we are chosen. We cover, we getting paid for it. And that's what I do for black women, um, specifically in the life coaching space, putting, you know, letting Jesus lead us on what we do because we are anointed. Yes. And we have been called. Like you said, that's important because that, you know, I like that, that uh, you segued into that because it is important for us as coaches to see ourselves in that realm, you know, and, and that's something, you know, when, when, when you talk about coaching, you hear, you know, that, you know, most people, you know, most African-American people don't have the residual income to be able to afford a coach. And then if they do, then, you know, they may not see as many coaches that look like we look. <laughs> and that's something, you know, it's, you know, either, either that or you have coaches that look like us and have clients who do have the residual cash who may not be African-American and are saying, well, what can you possibly, you know, coach me in? you know, based on your experience. So it's just, it's, it's such an interesting space to be in as an African-American coach and as a female African-American coach. Absolutely. And I personally grew up in low income housing, um, but my mom kept it together. Like our house was spotless. She ain't let just anybody through the doors. We knew coming home from school, the floors would be mopped. It would smell like pine salt and bleach and ammonia. She was trying to kill okay. us. But the floors <laughs> were squeaky clean. The glass was squeaky clean. Dishes washed, clothes ironed. Like she really held it down. But also in our African-American household was that number one rule that's in a lot of black households around the world. You better not talk outside this house. And so because we bring traumas like that into adulthood, we don't feel safe, quote unquote, telling people our business. So right. when I meet people, they don't know what coaching is. They instantly, when they say, what do you do? I say, I'm a life coach. They say, oh, I need a counselor. So they instantly think it's counseling, sitting on the couch, telling somebody your business. That That's not it. So I spend a lot of my time educating on what life coaching is, which is helping people get results in their life. And as African-Americans, we are so intelligent. We have so much to bring to the table. So many of our names go unspoken with mega inventions. So many ideas are stolen. Our stories are told without our permission, but we don't have anyone to sit and listen to those ideas. We don't have anyone that cares enough to help us get to the finish line, hold us accountable, support us. Don't try to tell us what won't work. Just listen and ask me some really good questions. Ask me when I'm going to go take that next step to get this goal accomplished. That's the role of a coach. And so even the women that come to train with me, we have almost 200 on our roster since bringing our training from live to live stream and now a self-study system. They too come and say, I walked in your class, Dr. AJ, and I had already been calling myself a coach because I thought I was already coaching, but I was not coaching. <laughs> so they learned that life coaching is about asking really good questions to your clients. You're not telling them what to do. 
You're not telling them what you shoulda, coulda, woulda, oughta do. You're not rolling your nigga said, if I was you, I woulda did this. You coulda did this. You shoulda did this. Let me tell you what I did back in the day. No, that's not coaching. That's mentoring, parenting, ministering, being a girlfriend. It's everything but coaching. So a lot of the industry on the end user side, which is your coaching client, they don't know what a coach is. And then people who are just picking up the title coach and going about their day, they don't know what coaching is. So it's really important to seek knowledge. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So when you seek out that education, you start to study to show yourself approved and study from someone who's been in the industry, who's skin does match yours because mama oh auntie oh oprah winfrey tells us that we just by nature cling to those who look like us so therefore either they're gonna see themselves in in my story like when i talk about divorce and downsizing and dealing with homelessness and the death of my mom you would not believe how many people share at least a portion of my story that raise their hands sign up and come work with me because they see my skin, they hear my story, they love my style, my smile, my energy, but they also love that I went from struggle to success. I can get you higher because I got myself higher. I have that solution. And so now they're seeing what's possible for them. That's life coaching. And so I have to phrase our sessions to ask questions to help them get to where they now say they want to be in their life as well. That's coaching. <laughs> Because like I said, a lot of people will just one day wake up and decide they're going to call themselves a coach. I put that in my book. It's called The Black Life Coach. And I give that scenario of people who do that. They see the success or what they think is success of other coaches online who have paid their dues, literally and figuratively, and uh, served in this space. But they just borrow that title thinking it's going to just bring in coaching clients. And they end up doing what we now call coach hurt. Just like church hurt, where you think when you get saved, all your sins are washed away and life is going to be rosy for the rest of your days. And then you realize, wait a minute, I go to church with other humans, you know. And so someone does something that hurts you and now you cussing God out when it's it was the person. Okay, they went all the way saved, but you trusted them and they hurt you. Same thing with a coach. Someone just calling themselves a coach, trying to quote unquote help people end up hurting them because coaching could also be. Um, very finicky if you're dealing with a coach who also is not healed. But I train my ladies to heal before you help. You know, you have to be in some type of counseling yourself. You have to have some type of coaching yourself. As one of my first millionaire mentors taught me, coaches need coaches. And I mentioned that. So I have about eight coaches at the time of today's recording. Um, everything from money to mindset to ministry to marketing. I just got off a call with one of my 
coaches, we have the best conversations about business. And it is a African-American male because you don't see a lot of us in this coaching space. African-Americans actually make up less than 9% of the life coaching industry. That's as a whole male and female. Now consider black women Christian coaches. Chad, we ain't even on the map. So that's why I'm here <laughs> helping right. to bring that knowledge. Because like you said, some of our, our people outside of our communities will look at us and say, well, what do you know in order to help me? Well, we don't have to spend a lot of time convincing others that our lives matter. Let me show you because now I can go help other people believe that theirs matter too. And that's how we can do it behind the scenes as coaches within our own community, whether your clients are, you know, of African descent or not. And I think a lot of that, you know, that, that's something that's key. And also, you know, I think the reason why there is such a low percentage of, of African-American coaches is because, and, and, you know, we, we both experienced this where, you know, People are saying, uh, you know, well, hey, you know, can I get a sister friend discount? Can I, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, how, how much do you try? I don't know if that's in my budget. I don't know if I can do that. You know, do you think you can, you know, or, or, or you know, I can only do this maybe one time and then and then that's it. And so there are some more apprehensive to uh yeah to get into the get into coaching because they're like uh you know i don't know how lucrative that can be for me because everybody's looking for a discount everybody's looking for a shortcut and 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 then some are also apprehensive about charging what well, I remember a conversation we had. I'm, I'm like, if you say one thing, like all the, the convos will come back. So I remember you and I were talking uh, years ago when we were, were working together and you were a speaker and you knew someone, excuse me, I'm getting dry mouth all of a sudden, but you knew someone who was hosting an event and you were offended because that person didn't reach out to you to invite you to come speak. And we had, of course, a series of coaching questions in that conversation. And I'm thinking and asking out loud, well, how are they supposed to know about you? Right. And eventually you kind of got the message because as a coach, you have to know how to lead with questions as well. I was trying to be like, girl, do your thing. Don't be worried about them people. Right. But what that also translates to is, number one, as a professionally trained coach, you should also have a business model for how you're going to charge. Right. In assessing that business model of how you're going to make your money as a coach, 10 times out of 10, you're going to discover that the people asking for the homie hookup are family and friends. Usually family and friends never become your coaching clients. So if you are a coach, you're calling yourself a coach or you've been trained as a coach, whatever, and you got people asking for the discount, blame yourself because have you evaluated your business model? Like I said, don't worry about them folks. Go do your thing. So when you evaluate your business model, you realize, let me take me for an example. I got certified in 2013. And then in 2016, I graduated Mercer University with a degree in training and development. And my coaching company uh, that certified me invited me to come and be a master life coach certification trainer with them in partnership for three years. So I coached, wow. I coached male, female, black, white, all over North America and uh, the Cayman Islands, Vietnam, like they showed up. People from Austria and Australia even purchased my coaching products. And so I share that because 
I, at that time, had the experience of coaching all types of people from all walks of life. And every training out of 21 trainings I did on my feet in heels and spanks and a cute haircut and makeup and smiling for 14 hours, every training, I knew that I was taking mental notes of who I did not want to work with once I broke free from this training partnership. So when Black Lives Matter happened, when the riots and racism really showed its head, um, when, you know, there were just civic and civil unrest, the global pandemic, the shutdown, coronavirus, you know, God really dealt with my spirit to show me that my coaching clients look like me. They're black, they're women, they're a Christian. They also are feeling what we now know is ancestral trauma. Because I remember when I looked on the news and saw burning buildings and cars being burned because black people didn't know how to express their anger. I locked myself in my closet and cried uncontrollably from what I believe tears that were never meant for me. This came from a lineage of hurt because I'm like, God, I'm not sad. Where is all this coming from? But he showed me that these, this is the heart, the hurting heart of your people. So that meant when I got up and finally stopped crying, washed my face and got back into the calling that he has on my life as a coach and a trainer, I had to look for other women who looked like me, who were powerful and bold enough to stand in their authority, already ministers, already certified in some areas, already have these credentials and degrees, already know that you're called. You know you got that itch in your heart and you want to serve. You're just not making money from it. Let me help you create your business model because we've got a hurting world out here who needs us, who needs convincing again that we don't need to convince other races that our lives matter. We can show up, show up and show them, you know. And so that came from me reevaluating my business model. So no more any and everybody. Now, any and everybody do try to get in because they see how great we are now, how powerful we are now, how educated we are. We're sophisticated. We're like a sorority now. And so my women, they come together, they support each other, they um, recommend each other, they collaborate, they pray together, they pray for me, they pour into me. But this came because I got clear on my business model. I stopped trying to help friends and family and followers on Facebook, okay? When I show up now, everybody knows what I do. They know my fee or the investment in themselves because they're not doing me a favor going through the training. They're helping themselves in their future. So I say that because we can no longer use the excuse of everybody want to hook up, don't nobody want to pay. Well, what are you charging? and What are you saying when you show up? And have you sat with the vision God gave you to really put a price on it or put a ring on that thing. So when the right people say, oh, okay, tell me where to swipe my card. They're not asking for a hookup. And you're like, oh, I probably should have charged a little bit more then. That was easy, you know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. But that's important. Like you said, the business model is important. Being able to to be clear, mm-hmm. you know, just like with with anything else. People understand. They, they, they see your confidence. And, and when you exude that confidence... And when and when they're comfortable, I you know, and, and you're comfortable and confident, you know, people can smell the fear. They can they can they can sense the apprehension as soon as you open your mouth, as soon as they look in your eyes, you know. And and when and when. Uh oh. I can work with you, and you know, all those other things that come afterwards. That's all that anybody heard. That you're willing to give me that. If you didn't hear that, all right, the fee is X, Y, and Z. 
And then too, another coach had to show me we gotta stop saying fee. I had to even keep catching myself tonight. But we gotta throw out words like fee and cost and price. It's an investment, you know? Yes. Or it's a down payment on your future. Or it's the layout for your legacy. You know, it is sowing fruit into generations to come. Like when you look at money like that, they ain't tripping because they already know that they're called. You just have to be the one that's in line to help them. And so, yeah, when you show up, especially to discerning black, powerful women, child, we we like they, they don't even believe that, you know. So, yeah, they're going to smell it a mile away. So you got to watch how you're showing up. But you can only show up in confidence when you've really sat with the vision God has given you or like how you always mention um, just kind of revisiting that that power of, of how. But it's by revisiting the vision, you know, because that original vision God gives us, sometimes we have to reevaluate. Or as we know now, you know, when the whole economy shifts, we too have to shift. And so sometimes our vision shifts. And so we have to be ready to show up how God is leading us in that moment. That's it. That's it. Like I said, the whole premise behind how now, you know, it's being able to say, okay, what, what needs to happen in this space that we're in? Yeah. Because it, it changes. And, and I mean, I know that you are very familiar with, with pivots. There have been many pivots that you have had to make in your own personal life and in your professional life and i'm sure that since the pandemic has hit there have been some pivots that have had to take place there as well and so what are some of the things that you've seen that have been different in that in this space that we're in right now so i'm an introvert and when the pandemic hit and and we had the global shutdown i didn't understand why everybody was freaking out because we couldn't go outside i was in the house anyway so I was like, what y'all tripping by? Only thing I didn't understand was why I couldn't go up to the Whitley Hotel in their little bougie luxury restaurant and order me um, a tomato bisque soup with their uh, sweet potato tater tots and some really gooey grilled cheese. Like, where are the people cooking? Because I didn't cook at the time much. You know? I was on a hiatus for a while. And it, it felt like the end of the world, but I also enjoyed riding through Atlanta traffic that did not exist. Yes, I was around no one, <laughs> which left okay. me alone with my thoughts. And it also helped to calm the anxiety and the panic of the world because we didn't know what we were doing. We still don't. Yeah. But I recently read an article that just simply said living with Corona like it ain't going nowhere. And I said, oh, so God, we cannot take ourselves out of the mindset of the new normal or getting back to normal. It ain't coming. So we have to adjust and adapt to what is. And so pre-pandemic, before I even knew it was a, a, a term for it, number one, I had the right. symptoms of coronavirus. And by the time the vaccine hit, I said, now, if my body go through anything like what I just came out of and I don't know how and it didn't want to leave, I'm about to go get this shot because I don't know if I would make it through a round two. So it wasn't up for debate. It wasn't a heavy political discussion. It was my body, my choice because I want to live a little bit longer to do what God has called me to do. So that's where I stood because some of my coaches, I would film in my Facebook stories showing me getting shots. Um, I do B12 shots and things like that. Just a health and wellness practice um, from teaching and training. I do vitamin D shots. 
Um, and this was all after discussions with my doctor telling me what was low in my blood, you know, so I had to do again, what worked for me, but reflexology, spa, chiropractor, I do all of it, making sure that I am taking care of me because starting out, it is just me. I just brought on an assistant. Um, but in December, 2019, as my three-year partnership with the former coaching company wrapped up because that company dissolved. I was just in the process of hiring a Zoom coach. I didn't know that was a thing. I met her. I loved her work. She flew in from New York to Atlanta. We had a chance to work together. And then uh, we continued to work together for 90 more days once she flew back. Um, and she just taught all about Zoom. You know, if you're a speaker, you need to be on Zoom. And she drove me crazy with this Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. And lo and behold, <laughs> top of 2020, I had already been through the steps to get set up online. It had already been tested out. The model was there. People loved it. Great feedback. And then I was encouraged to start my own life coach certification training. And so that's what I did on Zoom. Thank you, Coach Marquess. <laughs> she was the only, especially a black woman, teaching us. I guess what was to come. I don't even know if she knew this was coming. Um, but because I was obedient and I followed, you know, the path that God had laid before me, he connected us for a reason. So I did the work that she uh, taught me as my coach um, and fleshed out what I needed. And so I hosted a series of what I consider beta groups or focus groups and tested out my own um, knowledge I said, let me go back to everything I've been through since 2013 as the certified life coach, a black woman in this space. Let me write down those stories, that experience, the knowledge and skills it took. Let me tell about my training experience. Let me tell about what my coaches are really doing because that's what people loved about my in-person classes live here in Atlanta for all those years is that I was like, you know, y'all, I really don't want to train y'all out of this book this company wrote. Y'all really want the answers. I'll tell you what pages go to, but then I want to tell you the real about coaching. They love that part. They were like, we love your class. I got hundreds of testimonials from my trainings. Um, and so I certified 110 coaches live that told me, you are such a great trainer. You don't leave anyone out. Even the coaching company told me, people call the office and say how much they enjoy your training. And it was because I kept it real. So I figured if I kept keeping it real, use my own content, my own knowledge, copyright that information, write a book about it, record the audio. I went to the studio and recorded a book. Um, yeah. And let people follow my journey. They love the reality TV style that I bring to the life coaching space about building your empire as a black woman Christian life coach. And so all of that culminated. We recorded the live streams on Zoom. I packaged it up. It's now a home study course. And we just graduated our first 100. We have what's called the original 100. So a series we started with what we call the founding 50. Now we're in our series of original 100. I don't know what's going to happen when we get to 200. I got to come up with a cuter name. But these okay. are women all over the world who have followed my journey for years of me coaching in this space. They seen how I pivoted. One lady emailed me. She said, now, Dr. AJ, I've been watching you. How did you know to bring your coaching online? I said, girl, I didn't. I was just being obedient to God. You know, and this was an idea that I had shot to the former company. They shot it down. I said, well, God meant for it to be specifically for me. And now here we are almost six figures later. I may work 10 hours a week in my business. I'll take a lot of naps. <laughs> 
and my business is now on autopilot. So to have this type of success um, and a recent one of our coaches who just graduated a few weeks ago, just made her first $3,000 in her first two weeks as a coach, securing eight clients. So now I'm seeing that trickle down effect of me showing up, um, shifting the vision, rewriting that, listening to God, sitting with my own business model and just acknowledging where we are. And this is where we are in these current times. Yes. What I love about the, what I love about your story and the things that you shared is that in your ability to coach, you are coachable yourself. And you were willing to have other people coach you. And that's something that's so important yes. for people to understand. You know, and you said it earlier, you know, coaches, you know, you have to heal before you help. So it's important that you have a coach to help you to understand some of the things that you're going through because none of us are in a space of perfection. Right. You know, we don't all we don't all know all things. <laughs> right. And just like you said, another key word that you said that I absolutely love is obedience. We have to be in that space of obedience. Yep. We have to be open to the possibility of things, even when we don't one hundred percent understand them. You know, but to be able to say, Okay, I'm cultural. I am in a space where where I realize that I don't have all of the answers. There are things that I'm still working on and that I, I'm still uh, struggling with. A lot of people had to make a lot of pivots during this, this time of pandemic and because they got to sit with themselves and when they really sat with themselves, they were like, you know, I really don't know this person. I really don't know what I like the direction that I'm, you know, that I'm going in or, or is this where I'm supposed to be? There were so many questions that, that, you know, came to the surface. It's like, okay, so, so now what do I do? And, and, and I think it's, it's important for us to know that there are options that we have, you know, we talk about, you know, we hear the buzzword self-care, self-care, you know, what are you doing to take care of yourself? What are you doing? You know, what are we doing? The investments. What are we investing in? You know, and are those and we, you know, we we can talk about the the you know tangible things that we invest in, the clothes, the the cars, the the homes, all these things like that. But but how are we investing in ourselves spiritually? How are we investing in ourselves mentally? You know, th those carry far more weight. And, and and the 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 residuals or the or the you know what we get from that right. is so much more than those things that you know clothes after a while they don't fit anymore. Right. Yeah. We we go out of out of cars or the cars right. get damaged. Those things, those those physical things eventually they they are fleeing. But the things that are in our mind, those are things that people can't take from us. Hey. Man, and you got to know that you have to have a, a internal desire for that, for better. Like I always, uh, and that's one thing. Well, let me back up because you said some points that I wanted to address. Um, number one, I feel like I need coaches. Like, let's put an S, make that thing plural. Because one person is not going to have everything you need. And I have a coach here in Atlanta. His name is Eric Anderson. He's really my marketing mentor. We just say coach because it comes out so easily. But we have the best conversations and I love talking to him because number one, he's an African-American man having success 
in the coaching space, but he also has a very unique perspective that aligns with mine, but it opens my mind as well. And he can ask really good questions that make us, what you mentioned, coachable. Being coachable, some people even uh, abuse that word in the industry. They think being coachable means that whole, uh, it's like the same term as submissive. You know, you just just sit and listen to someone yell at you and tell you what to do. No, being coachable is when your coach asks you a really good question, you're willing to sit still, go within, think about it, pray about it, Spend some time with it. Go back through some journals. Think through your life story, your childhood up until now. Write out those answers, record a video response, and then move on to the next question. That's being coachable because it's bringing out your answers because you have the answers to your questions, not your coach, not anyone else. God, if if you're a true Christian, I'm speaking to my Christians now because we believe when we get saved, God lives within us. And if he's in there, don't you think your answers are in there too? Why are you trying to get them from an outside source? No, you have to sit with yourself. That's part of being coachable, being, obe- being obedient, writing the vision, making it plain. And sometimes our answers from within, yeah, they're inspired by things like podcasts and videos and courses and books and trainings and events and experiences, but it's all about getting yourself to a place where you can sit and listen. And that too will stop what I see a lot in the coaching space, which is imposter syndrome. People like, who am I to do this? Who am I to be a coach? Who am I? I get a lot of questions about Dr. AJ, how can I help people with their lives if my life isn't together? That means you're spending too much time outside of yourself because no coaches, like you said, we're not perfect. Number one, we don't have all your answers. But number two, we don't have all of our life exactly as it's going to be until the end of our time here on earth. So that means you have to do what God inspired me to do years ago. And he told me to remove myself from what I was trying to help people do. Because when you do that, you can sit and ask questions. You can sit and listen. You can guide someone else to their breakthrough. And you taking notes too because you're like, oh, that was a good question. Let me write this down. I needed it myself, right? So being coachable is important. But also knowing what resources you need to help you get your own answers. And that way you're also not copy and copying and pasting what you're seeing other people do and trying to make their vision work for you. I like that. I like that. Because that's what we can do. Copy and paste. You know? Oh, it's worked for me. It, it's, it, it's, there, there's, there's no magic bullet that works for everyone. There's too many variables. You know, our stories may connect us. There We may see similarities, but there's always a slight variable. There's always something that's a little different. Well, in my case, this is what happened. Or in that case, if this was a little different. There's always going to be a variable. So it's not going to be that hard and fast one thing that works for everybody. Yeah. So I like that you say that. We step away. We have to step, we have to step away and, and be able to say, okay, this is, you know, this is what, this is what's going to work for this person for their particular situation. And, and, you know, these are some of the questions that we need to ask to, to make it relevant for them. Yeah. And that's as any type of coach, especially I, I always think of the example of a parenting coach. Because we have a lot of women that come training, get certified with us, and they want to work with youth. But they really have a heart for the single moms. Well, you have single moms with different aged children. So you can only speak to the single moms whose example looks like the one that you've lived and overcome. 
So there are single moms, yeah, K through 12, but if your oldest child is seven years old, guess how old the child or the children should be of the moms you want to reach out to. You can't really teach them what it's like to be a, a mom of a teenager just yet. Now you can ask them some questions and pose some scenarios, but if you really want to take your story, turning it into a series of questions that can help someone else overcome to help them get through it, um, then that's how you're really going to have the biggest breakthrough and stand out as a coach. Um, even for me being in the church space, yeah, we're black, we're Christian, but do you know how many denominations of Christians there are? So I say non-denominational because that's how I was raised. So we got a little bit of everything. I could talk to speaking in tongues and shouting and praying and anointing oil and Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So I can cover a lot of uh, territory, if you will. And so that's how you can use your story and what you've personally been through to help other people, especially as I mentioned earlier, you've healed. You don't have to have your life together. You don't have everybody's answers because they have them. Yes, you can help them through other problems you may not have experienced with your child or your client that's in that exact scenario yet, but you can phrase questions centered around what you've been through to help your clients get breakthroughs as a coach. So what I want to do, you know, in, in, in this last uh, portion of, of our of our time together is to talk about, you know, people who are considering coaching, what are some things that they should consider when they're looking for or seeking uh, a coach? I think you should look for uh, evidence. Um, the Bible says you shall know them by their fruit. And these days, fruit in the modern time, that's why I say you have to, um, I'm flipping my, my notes because I took some notes for you. I was like, I want to get the good stuff. Um, but in modern times, um, we are doing things like screenshots of testimonials. We're doing yes. social proof. We're doing podcast interviews, video interviews. Yeah. We're doing Facebook lives, YouTube videos, uh, TikTok videos. Can't believe yes. I was, I almost forgot that that got me through the pandemic because I have laughed and healed and had therapy through yeah. TikTok video. <laughs> but it's all because somebody showed up, and yes. that was there what what Coach Eric calls uh, breadcrumbs. So he taught me how to leave breadcrumbs. I have a series. I have a whole channel. It's called Black Life Coach TV on YouTube. And okay. it's over 200. It may be, we may be at 300 now videos that I've done since the pandemic, you know, and pre-pandemic to show you how long I've really been online. I've been on Periscope since 2015 yes. and, you know, Facebook Live. So all of those videos are there. And it's that happy little trail. That's going to lead yeah. people to where you started. It's going to show success yours. And it should have some client testimonials because we have a whole separate folder with our several upon several <laughs> video testimonials that our clients record. So that's that's that paper trail, that breadcrumb. Um, so you start to get into the story. You know that you've left a lot of breadcrumbs. Um, when people do like when they call me, they's like, I love the part of your story where you. And they can fill in the blank. I remember that video you had on a ball cap. Because if I don't comb my hair, I throw up a cap and still record. You had on a cap and gold earrings that day. I loved your eyeshadow. By the way, you have a great smile. I love your energy. It's yes. just something about you. And the fact that that's out there as the evidence. Yes. 
Yes. That I have been out here a while. I have been, you know, educating people. I have been helping coaches. I have results. I have social proof. People can screenshot it. I share screenshots myself when people inbox me and say, I'm loving your training. Like, uh, this is the part of the training I'm on. I'm so glad I invested in it. I did not know this was coaching. I'm so looking forward to this. That was recently from, again, my uh, accountant. I don't know if I mentioned that. We have a male accountant that's going through my training. He's my own personal accountant. And he's getting to see the literal behind the scenes, the back office of how my numbers come to what they are. And he's like, oh, you know, and it's inspiring him to create his own coaching program. And so he's like our special guest in this training because it's really for black women of faith. But he is a black male minister that works specifically with coaches. So he is bringing his own knowledge and expertise to the table for our coaches. So that's another thing. I share resources. I share events and interviews like this to show what it's like to grow on the journey. So what has really helped me stand out as a coach is sharing my success. And a former yeah. friend told me about that years ago. She's like, what you going through, what you've been through, what you're getting ready to go through, if you don't document this, people will not believe you. <laughs> So I started documenting that and that is what's helping me to stand out. And it's also holding me accountable because I know somebody's watching. And that one person, like you said, you know, I've been in the back. I've been watching. I ain't been saying nothing. It's so many of y'all lurkers out there that ain't saying nothing. I'm like, girl, say, hey, say something. But that's what you look for in a coach. That social proof that they've been out here. They've been putting in the work. They paid their dues. They didn't just wake up one day and say, coaching is cool. I think I'll call myself that from now on. No, they put in the work. Even with my degree, I have an honorary doctorate um, from a institution in uh, Lagos, Nigeria for being in the ministry for almost 30 years. And so the work that I've done over the last 30 years, child, that is priceless. Even if I paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, I would not have gotten this type of knowledge, skills, skin in the game, expertise, struggles. School of hard knocks and someone saw that work and wanted to reward that. So even yeah. in our post pandemic efforts, we are now considering doing our own version of honorary certifications for those who invest. We have won grants from other coaching companies. We've gotten seals of approvals from mega organizations here in Atlanta. Like you bigger yeah. than Atlanta, you don't need us, but we say go forward daughter and do this work in the earth. Yeah. And so that's what it's about partnering with people who can capture that same vision, but you gotta know the vision of the coach that you're getting ready to collaborate with. So that's where it starts. Right. I think that's awesome. And I mean, that, that's what we want to do. We want people to have a starting point. You know, we, we are in an age of technology where where we have access to so much information. Oh. And, and uh, you know, you said something critical with, with regards to, you know, our experience. People need to see, you know. Seeing is better, you know. Uh, Benjamin Franklin said, well, well, uh, well said. I mean, well done is better than well said. You know, he dropped a couple of nuggets, but that that's something that, that, you know, we have to, to make sure that we keep in mind, you know, as, as we're, you know, talking about our wellness journey, as we're talking right. about things that are going to help us be the best versions of ourselves. Right. You know? And so, I mean, that, that's something that's pivotal. That's something that's key. And, I, and I'm glad that you brought that to the surface. Make sure that, you know, that you are, are finding someone 
whose fruit you can, you know, that you can actually see. You can see the fruits of their of their work, of their of their labor. Yep. It shouldn't just be somebody random, you know, and and you know, it's important to do to do the legwork. Right. You know? Just like you, just like, you know, we comparison shop, we, we, we have certain <laughs> stores and things that we like and things that, places that we go, there are things yes. that we do, okay? When you're looking for a coach, you should be, you know, you should have just as much fervor and, and, and as you would if you were looking for something, because like you said, it's an investment. And if I'm going to invest my money in something, I'm going to make sure that it's quality. We don't invest yep. our money in cheap things. We invest right. our money in things that we know are going to be worth the price that we're paying for it. Right. And, and even so, if even if um in your research you found because I offer um we actually have a couple of boot camps and master classes planned throughout the year where I just show up and share. You know, and sometimes it's an investment. Sometimes it's complimentary. Notice I didn't say free or affordable. It's complimentary. As a part of being in, a, in our exclusive coaching community, uh, we have a free um, coaching community that started out with like, oh, just, you know, if you want to coach, come on in. But now it's like a complimentary VIP membership is how we phrase it now. Okay. And so, uh, but I share that because that's where I share my complimentary challenges and boot camps and masterclasses. And that's a part of the paper trail, the breadcrumbs. That's something that you want to look out for. You know, is this person giving value to know that when I do invest financially, I'm ready to show up and I'm ready to, you know, be a part. Because even the free stuff, we're using quotes, um, it's going to cost you an investment of your time, an investment of your mental bandwidth, you know. So it just depends on what you're willing to invest because you still have to make space to learn the information. So just Absolutely. because something shows up as cheap, free, affordable, low cost, one time only, um, some of these Companies are fly by night as well. And this time next year, you won't be able to find them online. And I've seen it in action. We have a couple of recording classes where people show up and say, yeah, you know, I was trained by so-and-so and they go to look it up and it's no longer there and they're embarrassed. And I'm like, you don't have to be embarrassed. Most people, when they come into the life coaching space, don't plan for longevity. That's why over 55% of the uh, 50,000 plus registered life coaches that we know of they're, they're less than $25,000 a year. So they just, you know, sign up to do something or they'll do a program and then it's gone. You know, they sell an MLM next year. So you it's just never know. It's not worth the paper or the frame that it's in. That part. You know? That and part. And that's something that, that, that's important too. But, but, but you said something that I definitely want our listeners to remember. And this is in, in anything that you do in life, anything that you invest in, Make sure that you are fully vested or that you're in the mind space, that you're ready to do the work. Because there are so many things, and, and I keep bringing it back to tangible things because I know that that's something that people can relate to. Yep. You know, people who buy outfits and they're still in their closet with the tags <laughs> on it. Because you bought it, you invested in it, and then you didn't even do anything with it. And so, you know, when we talk about wanting to be a better version of ourselves, are we in the mind space? Are we prepared to take on what that looks like? Yep. 
you know? So when we talk about coaching and when we talk about investing in, in, in finding out our why, are we willing to do the work? Right. Or are we just wasting our time and, the, and our coach's time just, just to say that we did it? Right. And it's also okay to, if you see someone whose success intimidates you, because maybe, you know, they look successful. Um, and I have people tell me that, you know, I didn't know how to approach you because blah, blah, blah. I'm very down to earth. I'm very approachable. I don't play. I ain't going to take no junk. I'm going to be honest. Kim could tell you, I'm going to be honest. But let that motivate you because without that type of motivation, Whatever I did or whatever successful coach does to get you into their world, that's who you want to do the work with. Because think about it. Where you are now is not working. What you've tried before didn't work in the past. How great of advice can you really get from your untrained, unskilled, unprofessional, unqualified friends and family who you go into with your big ideas and they're shooting them down because of something that they went through. So they hurt too. So what? you can't keep doing what you've been doing. That's the sign of insanity. What? And so if you see someone who is where you say you want to be, and like Kim mentioned, you really want to do the work, then go for that coach, even if it scares you. Because it is scary. But a lot of the things that we've been through in life that we didn't think we would make it through, that was scary too. If God showed us everything, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> you, you, you know, you make a valid point. And the, and the one thing that that, uh, you know, I've learned over time, too, is that just like people are, uh, you know, have a fear of failure, there are people who have a fear of success. Yep, this just might work. Right. And and, 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 and if it does work, then what? for what comes along with that? <laughs> then what? What happens next, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, we see people who, who have had big ideas of going on, on shows like Shark Tank and have all the answers that's why you need to pray for guidance and direction and find people who can help you fill in that next blank that's why i say i have a series of coaches because there are people out there designed i always say there's someone somewhere and they're waiting on you to walk in your destiny so they can walk into theirs because it's when you let your own light shine you're giving other people permission to do the same and then you don't even know it but you especially when you're sharing your journey like how i do you're impacting that one life you know if they, they always say if i can reach one if i could teach one it's worth it at some point you were that one in someone else's life now it's your turn to be that one to impact future generations because that's all it takes so Hopefully that's that's motivation to get you started at least if you're considering hiring a coach, becoming a coach, etc. Um, and and yes. I hope Kim, I hope the work that we're doing here in the world, you and I, and those that we've impacted, is more than enough to leave a great legacy and to spark future yeah. generations of coaches yes, and coaching well, clients. To, to, to create the mantle for others to to pick up and to carry on, just like you said, we're building legacy. Yes. That's what it's all about. That's yes. what it's all about. You know, now look, our time has run. <laughs> you know, but, but we knew it would. We but knew. you know, the one thing that I love <laughs> about about this show is that, you know, what's happening right now is not what's happening tomorrow or next week. I can have my guests come back and we can talk about more because it's my show and I can do what I want to do. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I'm definitely going to 
sure you'll be well past 200 by then, and that's not going to be too far. You know, we're we already talking, and we already know it to be so. Absolutely. So, you know, I want to do that. But before, before we go, I always ask my guests, you know, what they're doing in the now, because that helps others who are still seeking to create their peaceful existence to determine, you know, what it is that they can do. In, in their own personal space or, or a variable of something that my guests are doing. So what are you doing to live in this now? Well, that's a perfect segue to wrap up our time together because a part of the 200, I have dynamic speakers, dynamic authors, dynamic podcast guests, dynamic, anything you can think about. My coaches have been trained in it because I have created a series of bonus trainings that I add with our Black Woman Christian Life Coach Certification Self-Study System. So they get thousands upon, it's over 11,000 extra dollars worth of bonuses included in my one-day training. That way, once they get certified, they go write their first book, they create their first group coaching program, they start speaking for the first time, hosting their own workshops and masterclasses. They're looking for speaking engagements. They're looking for podcast interviews. So my job as their trainer is to pair them up and say, you know who you should reach out to? I was just on Kim's show. She had me, now let me send you. And so I have a long history of doing that. So I call my ladies forward. That's what I'm doing in the now. It's time out for those of us who have been in this space of ministry for years to just be tooting our own horn. We should have little mini me's that have learned under us, or as my coaches say, sat at our feet and learned what God has allowed to trickle from the head down. That anointing is now flowing in our community of coaches. So let me know if you need guests, girl. I got a a line of people waiting, like pick me next, Dr. AJ, because everybody doesn't get it. But um, I do have a lot of women in my community that I trust that I will be happy to recommend um, to coaching clients. So even those of you who want to experience coaching for the first time and you want to just get your toe wet, they have to do that as a part of their certification process. Uh, we call it community coaching. And so yeah. reach out and let me know and I can pair you with one of our coaches. So that's what I'm doing in the now. I'm lifting up those who have trusted me to be a part of their coaching and certification journey. It's not just yeah. a one time and we're done. We in this thing. We got relationships. We got generations to impact and legacies yeah. to build. And this is how you build a legacy. <laughs> blacklifecoaches.com is that complimentary coaching community that VIP membership you get to activate and as soon as you log on you'll see exactly what I mean you can chat with me you can meet our future black life coaches and those who have gone through our program you can come in and experience our complimentary uh, master classes that are coming up our boot camps continuing education trainings even if you're a certified coach and then you can find out where else I am online we start there and it branches out. I mentioned following the breadcrumb. We have branches to follow of information and ways to connect. 
Uh, and then once you get certified with me, we have an exclusive community of our certified coaches. They're called the Ladies of Legacy. And La Legacy is an acronym for Ladies Empowering Generations and Coaching You. So shouts out to my Ladies of Legacy. Uh, they, they got my back and I got theirs. And if you want to become one of the Ladies of Legacies, yeah, just reach out to us at futureblacklifecoaches.com and come on and join the coaching community. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, honey, you know, I have nothing but love for you. Hey, <laughs> what they I'm do? So I'm glad. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> this is this is my sister, and we go way back. And and I'm just so grateful for for this space and for this time and for this now that we have to connect and to be able to educate and to you know expose others to things that they may not know about to move them from a space of fear to a space of education to a space of growth so that we can reach back and and you know continue to help and support one another and can i just say that i'm so proud of you like <laughs> i love your literal glow up like you are glowing you have been holding it down i know over time i used to call and check in uh i think yeah. the last time we talked you were working on your phd you have yes. been through some things. You are here. You are shining, girl. So thank you, thank you for doing what you do, sharing your platform. Thank you for staying connected um, yes, and just absolutely. making this space for us to go higher together. So I'm a proud to be yeah. a part of your journey. And thank you for being a part of mine. I salute oh, you, sis. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. Y'all not going to cry. I know. Okay. On that note, on that note, we going to go on and... <laughs>